Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Kayla, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Coming off a busy week. How about you? Um, yeah, same. Busy week. Kind of a little bit of a difficult week with my kids, but um, glad it's the weekend and we can kind of reset for next week. Yeah, absolutely. It's your time to, you know, it's Sunday night. You're going to get some rest and then tomorrow officially kicks off your training plan. So I was hoping we could dive into that today break it down, go through day by day. And and hopefully people can, if they're in your same stage, they can use some of this or they can at least understand the logic for why we are doing what we're doing. So um, before we get into the plan, though, I just kind of want to see how you're feeling, you know, getting ready to start. Have you have you been like last week? Did you do any running at all or have you just been kind of saving it up? Yeah, I did a little bit. Um, I didn't want to get too out of it you know before I started this so um I'm not sure exactly what happened but I do have a little bit something that's was weird going on the beginning of this week with my hip um it's kind of like tightness and soreness (laughs) and tenderness all at once so I did um take a couple days off I stretched I iced and then at the end of the week I did do a couple very 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 easy runs uh just to see how it felt like they were super slow, super easy, but they felt good. So, um, Oh good. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good to start and really, really excited. Awesome. And those runs were they, can you tell me like the time, uh, like how long you were yeah. out running or how, <laughs> what the distance was? Yeah. So, um, one was just a mile and I took it very easy cause I was, yeah. that was the first one. So it was like a 1430 pace. I, I was yeah. like jogging yeah. the whole time, but super easy. The second yeah. one was like, about 1.2 um at a little bit faster pace like 13:30 but still not very far and not very fast. Yeah, but that's okay. So you're you're getting into it and um that that's actually perfect because that's 
as I roll out the plan that's right in line with what you'll be starting off with. So um, before we jump into that, though, I, I want to dive into running gear because I think before any runner takes the leap into training for a half marathon or a marathon, they've got to do a gear check and just make sure they have the right stuff. So most important thing, and honestly, what you wear for a shirt or for shorts or whatever doesn't really matter a whole lot at this stage, but what really matters is the shoes. So I'm curious what your shoe rotation looks like. Did you go out and just get a pair of shoes from the big box store or, or what did, what did you pick and why? Yeah. So I have, I've tried lots of different shoes, you know, back when I was running. Um, but I mean, again, that was like a long time ago and (laughs) I've kind of changed, like my body's changed. So, um, I right now am running in Hoka Bondi sevens. I think it's Uh Bondi. Um, Bondi. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm running in. I, so about maybe two years ago, I started getting some foot pain. Um, and I truly think it was just because I was not wearing supportive shoes and I was active a lot with my kids, but I was like wearing terrible shoes. Um, and so I had this foot pain that sometimes would make it. So it just was really hard to do anything. So I decided I probably needed just better, more supportive footwear in general. Um, so then I have heard really good things about Hoka's. So I just went to the store when I like decided I wanted to be more active in things and um, just tried on lots of different pairs. And at the time, the Hoka Bondi 7s like felt like the most supportive ones to me. So I, I just chose those. I didn't do a ton of research. I just like had yeah. heard Hoka's were good, yeah. tried those on. They felt great. So that's um, pretty much all I'm running in because they okay. feel good on my feet. Um, but I did have a question with that, with shoes, and we can get into this more if you have more to, to share, but yeah, as I'm going through this process, should I, like, is one pair of running shoes sufficient or do I need to have a couple that I, do I, well, I need to be able to rotate throughout the training process. I'm not yeah. sure what that's like. Well, be, before I answer that quick question about these Bondies. Uh, and I don't know if it's Bondi or Bondi, but I've always said Bondi. And and just so everyone knows, that's Hoka's max cushion shoe. So it's it's the one with the most cushion. And Hoka's already, in general, just have a lot of cushion. So it's a great shoe for someone who's getting into it, um, who's looking for that max cushion shoe and feels good on your feet. But um, how long? How many miles would you say, if you had to guess, have you put on those shoes? Mm, that's a good question. I guess how how long did you say you've had those? Um, so I've had the shoes about a year. Okay. Um, I didn't, at that point I wasn't really running. Um, I used them for things like pickleball or just going to the gym and walking. Yeah. Um, but then running, oh heavens, I don't know, like running miles, maybe, maybe 50 to 60. 50. And, but are you wearing that? Like if you were to go to like Disneyland or go to the mall or whatever, like, would you wear those or no, I have, um, I wear a different pair of shoes for that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The, and these I, are, I just wear, I do wear these like to the gym. Um, and any, if I'm going on like on a walk with my family, I wear different tennis shoes, but if I'm going on like a walk, that's like fast, you know, any sort of exercise, those are the shoes I wear. Gotcha. Okay. So to, to answer your first question about, you know, how many pairs of shoes should I have in my rotation? Um, I I recognize, and I think a lot of runners and coaches recognize that running shoes are expensive. And so Mm -hmm. 
ideally you have multiple shoes that you can rotate. So you might run in that pair on Monday and then maybe on, you know, your next run day, you're putting on, a, a it could be another pair of bondies. It could be um, like, maybe if you're doing some speed work, you're wearing like a, a, a shoe that's dedicated to speed work. Right. And so there's mm-hmm. different shoes for different types of runs. They even make like Hoka makes a good race shoe. My, my wife Mo actually has uh, a pair of Hoka's race shoe. And so they've got like carbon fiber plate in them. So, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. but at this stage, I think you're fine with the one pair. I wouldn't go rush out and buy three pairs of shoes. I would just stick with what you have. There will come okay. a point, though, when these, sho- these shoes become kind of flat or dead. And that's because they just have too many miles, too much wear and tear, and they lose their, um, you know, their, their bounce in a sense. And so okay. just keep an eye on that. If they start to feel like you're working harder, um, then, then it's probably time to switch those out. Or if you start to feel like some running injuries, maybe in the knees or in the shins, you know, that may be a time to start looking to switch. Um, if you have the, you know, extra cash to go out and get a pair, you may want to get a second pair right now. That way it preserves the life of these shoes. You know, if you're not running them every single run and you're switching it up, they tend to last a little bit longer, but the average pair of running shoes, you can probably put three to 400 miles on and then they're, they're still great shoes. Like, like I, for example, will take my running shoes that have 400 plus miles on them and I'll keep them and use them for like yard work or different activities. Or if I'm going to go to like Disneyland or something with the kids, I'll wear them because I'm just walking. Right. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I don't use them for running anymore. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And another pro tip, I I say pro tip, but (laughs) I love uh, it. Yeah. (laughs) Another tip is, uh, I recommend finding the pair that you love. For example, for me, it's the Saucony Endorphin Shift. That's my training shoe that I love. And what I'll do is I'll find the previous generation on like Amazon or some other mm. website and buy them for like half the price. So I can get a good pair of my training shoes for like 70 or 80 bucks. Whereas oh, okay. a brand new pair is like 150. So it just, it's a little hack that I learned over the years. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. And, and I would say, yeah, I would say start in these shoes. And then if they're giving you issues, go back to the running store, try a few more on, have them put you on the treadmill, have them watch you run, look at your gait. Um, and you may get to the point where you want to switch it up and, and don't feel like, hey, I'm a Hoka person for life. Like I started running in Brooks and I no longer run in Brooks. They just, you know, I, I found Saucony yeah. and that's kind of the new brand that I find most comfortable and, and best suited for my foot. So. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Thanks. Yeah. No problem. So, so start with those. And then again, if you want to get a second pair, that's, that's great too. And then you can just alternate them. So as far as the rest of your gear, we probably don't need to talk a whole lot about that, but I guess, do you have any questions about like socks or shorts or different things? Like any outstanding questions about what you should be wearing on your runs? Um, not, Particularly, I guess, um, I feel like I remember listening to your podcast about gear. I think it was like one of your first ones. Yeah. Um, and I I think you guys talked about shirts. Um, but now just to remind me, I so I have not gone out to buy like any special sort of like running clothes. I have not ever had them. And I just right now I'm running in what I would like go to the gym in. So um yeah you know, pants and like a cotton t-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. But 
eventually when I am, you know, running longer, like, does it actually make a difference to get, you know, like a, a I don't even know what material it would be, but like a running shirt or something. Yeah. And, and I, so it's, I can only speak from like a male standpoint. Right. But um, I will say from watching my wife as she got, yeah, early runs, doesn't matter. Cotton t-shirt does, you know, wear whatever you're comfortable in. As you get deeper into it though, and you're sweating more, you may want to get more of like a, like a sweat wicking type of fabric, right? Like, like something that's lightweight, breathable, not going to get super, not going to hold on to the water a whole bunch because it'll just kind of weigh you down and make you feel kind of gross. Especially if I'm running in humidity. I know it's really humid. At least I've heard it's like really humid over there in Connecticut where I'll be running. So 100%. I finally, (laughs) after a couple years of running, I got to the point where I wear uh, uh, like tank tops when I run, like like Mm -hmm. runners, uh, real light. I think they call them singlets. Honestly, I don't I don't really know the exact verbiage, <laughs> but they're they're just like real, real lightweight, um, like tank tops just because I, I like the lighter, the better. But again, everybody's different. So um, and then I would just say one thing that I recommend to every new runner is go out and buy a flip belt. If you don't yet have a flip belt, highly recommend. I think they're like 30 ish dollars on Amazon. Okay, this is might be a really dumb question. What exactly is a flip belt? <laughs> no, I, this is we're here for the dumb question. This is okay. not a dumb question. Um, okay, so I, I've tried multiple different types of like fanny pack type things or backpack. Some people like to run with uh-huh. a backpack, like a, you know, with a like a camelback type thing. But to me, flip belt is the best of the best because it's a think of think of like a stretchy yoga pant material. Okay, but it's a band that goes around your body so it's a belt and it's real stretchy and it holds anything and everything you could care want to carry so like it'll hold your phone it'll hold your uh, gel okay. or different type of you know whatever you want to eat on the run uh they make a special water bottle and we're not endorsed by uh or we're not sponsored by a, a <laughs> flip belt but they make a special water bottle bottle that's kind of curved so you can fit it inside this belt and it kind of goes around your back or your side cool. or your front, however you want to do that. They make a small one, I think like five or six ounces, and they make a big one, like 11 ounces. I, I carry one 11-ounce bottle with me at all times in my flip belt. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen – I've definitely seen those on runners. So I now that you're ex- explaining it, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, okay, And cool. so the reason I love it is because – so I've tried traditional running belts that are like Velcro, and then they have the – like almost like holsters where you fit the couple of water bottles in them. To me, they jostle around too much. They, they hobble up and down a little bit. Um, and they, they always would irritate my skin for some reason. The flip belt is so smooth. I've, I never have any issues. And then it's so tight fitting that everything just feels like it's part of your body. You don't like I carry, I have an iPhone 14 mat, like pro max, like the biggie, the big like one, the biggest of the big <laughs> ones, and I don't notice that it's there because it's just tight to my body. So, okay, um, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds so, awesome. Because right now I just put my phone. Sometimes I'll just put it in like my pants pocket or something, like on the sure. side of my leg. Or yeah. I have, I do have a belt for my phone. But if I ever want to take my phone out to, you know, look at my pace, or whatever, it's super annoying because it's like hard to get out of. So, okay, yeah. that's good to know. Totally, and that brings me to another point. 
running watches. Do you run with a watch or do you just use your phone for now? Oh, I just use my phone. I do have, so I have um, a Samsung and I do have a Samsung watch, but I think that this is just, this is a me problem. I just haven't taken the time to like really figure out how to use it. So I don't know how to use it to track my runs. Okay. Maybe I will someday, but yeah, I yeah. just use my, uh, my phone um, to do all that stuff. Yeah. No worries. Um, in a future episode, we can get into running watches and why they're beneficial. Um, don't need to worry about it now. Just use your phone. Like, uh, Map My Run or Strava are two really good apps. Strava's yeah, I use Strava. Preferred. Okay, perfect. So that'll that'll do exactly what you need it to. You'll just flip it on and it'll track your run. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move on. If there's no other gear questions, because I think that's enough to get you started. Uh, let's move on to your training plan. Great. Oh, I'm excited. So um, I assume that your rest day, based on the little bit that we've talked about and the little bit I know about you, you're going to want that to be on Sunday. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. Perfect. That's what I do as well. So um, so Sunday, today, rest day, but your, your week officially will start on Monday. So tomorrow is Monday. Um, you're going to do a one mile run and you're going to do a walk run strategy. So with the ratio of two to one. So what I mean by that is, you're going to run for two minutes and then you're going to walk for one minute. Okay. So just do that until you hit one mile and then you're done for, for the day. Um, it, it's going to feel again, really easy because you're already used to running a mile, but we're just easing you into it, getting you time on your feet, getting your body used to kind of consistent training. What we don't want to do is jump straight into two, three, four miles at a time when mm -hmm. you haven't done a whole lot more than a mile at a time. So that's Monday. Yeah. Great. Can I ask a question about that? Really sure. fast? Does it matter, um, like, should I be at a, a very easy pace when I am running or just whatever pace feels comfortable? Does that matter? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. And I would say whatever's comfortable. I mean, you're, you certainly don't want to sprint for the two miles. that Right. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't running. want to. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you want to push it a little, you're feeling great. And, you you know, I don't want you pulling anything or getting injured. But, you know, you're you're going to have the time to recover with the walk. So, um, you don't need to go like the world's slowest pace, but you also you don't want to be pushing it either. So um, we'll get in, in a future episodes. We can get into heart rates and zones and different things for now. We're just going to keep it super simple. Just run for two minutes, walk one minute. And again, whatever's comfortable at this point. We, we just we care most about the distance right now, not so much about the time. OK, cool. So Tuesday, you're going to do some strength work and. I'm, I'm going to give you some ideas here, some muscle groups that we're trying to focus on. Um, if you, if there are workouts, you know, strength exercises you like better, by all means, jump into those um, stuff that you're with. But uh, what you're going to do is body weight only right now and then uh, go get a band. Do you have a band like from Amazon or, or for wherever, but like a, a workout band? I do not at this time, no. But okay. I can easily get one that I've wanted one for a while. So this will be great. Yeah, I can. I'll text you a link. Maybe I'll put it in the show description, um, show notes. But go on Amazon just that you can get them for like five, 10, 15 bucks, something like that. Um, sometimes they'll come in a set and have different levels of tension. Um, so so check that out. But but definitely get right away a pair of bands. So that way you've got them for strength workouts. Okay. Um, so the first one you're going to do is banded squats. 
So you're basically going to put the band around your knees, but kind of right above your knees. And you're going to kind of slightly kind of like if you're, if your feet are shoulder width apart, you're going to put your knees out slightly. So there's a little tension on the band. And the idea here is that when you're doing squats, what you don't want to happen is you don't want your knees going inward because that's bad form. And also it can put strain on your knees. So you want them kind of pointing slightly out and that band's there to help you keep that tension. If that makes sense, I can um, yes. answer any questions if you have those, but just do three sets of whatever you think is comfortable, ideally eight to 10 reps. So if you can do just, and you're just doing body weight at this point, you're not picking up anything. So just eight squats or 10 squats or maybe six, maybe five is whatever you can do, but do three sets of those. Okay. That's going to get your quads moving and your glutes. Um, single leg calf raises. If you can't do single leg, you can do you can do both at the same time, but basically you're going to face a wall and you're going to lift one leg off the ground, like one foot off the ground. And then with your other foot, you're going to just lift using your calf, lift your body up and then come back down. So that would be a single leg calf raise. And you want to do three sets on each side. Ideally you can do 15 to 20 at a time per, per foot or per calf, I should say. Okay. So up, up, down, up, down, like you're going to go up and down on one side. Let's just say you did 15, then switch 15 on the other side. That's one set. So you're going to do that three times. Great. And okay. caps are so important for running. That's uh, a, a muscle group that I think a lot of physical therapists would say prioritize when you're strength training, especially as a new runner, but all runners in general, such an important muscle group. Oh yeah. I remember when I first started, I was, my calves were like the most sore out of everything. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> totally. And it kind of depends on your running form. If you, if you, if you are a four foot runner, meaning you, your heel never touches the ground, you kind of run on your toes, your calves will be on fire. Um, and that's something we can get into in a future episode. You film your, yourself running and then we can kind of watch your form and see if it's okay. looking good, but we can do that as we get further into it. Okay. Um, and then the next one is going to be bridges. So a bridge, you're laying on your back and your, your, your feet are kind of not to like your butt, but kind of like halfway and you're lifting your, you're lifting, lifting your body with your heels, if that makes sense. Yes. And you're either, either just coming up, um, like your torso, you're coming up and then back down with both heels on the ground, or you can do a single leg, which is where you lift one leg, keep one heel on the ground, and then you're lifting your, your torso off the ground and then coming back down. So that's a, that's a bridge or a single leg bridge. Whatever you can do, whatever strength-wise you can comfortably do, but this is a, it's a glute workout, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really good for your, your glutes. Um, if you don't know, and anyone listening to, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this isn't making sense, just go on YouTube real quick and just how to do a bridge and, and you'll see a million different videos. Uh, but try to do three sets of eight to 10 on each leg. If you can do the single leg or otherwise just, you know, 10 at a time with both uh, heels on the ground. All right. So the next thing you're going to do is crab walks. So similar to how you were doing the, the banded squats, you're going to put the band in the same spot, just right above your knees. And you're going to kind of squat slightly, not all the way, like you're squatting down, but just slightly bend the knees and then you're going to extend like your left foot out and then right foot will touch 
the left foot and you're, you're going to walk kind of like a crab if you can picture that. Okay. Yes. So you'll do like 10 going left and 10 going right. Um, if you can do that many, or you can shorten it to five on each side, but do three sets of that. And you're going to feel your, your, um, gluteus medius. So like, like your side hip slash glute muscles on fire. Like if you're not feeling <laughs> it on fire, then you're not extending enough Okay. and putting enough tension on it. Okay. Good to know. All right. So we'll start with those strength exercises next week. We'll get a recap on how they went. If you have questions about them, we can dive into those. But again, we're, we're really trying to work out those calves, those quads, those glutes, as long as okay. we can get those all strong. And there's a bunch of stability type of strength exercises that you can do to like strengthen your ankles and your feet and, you know, different muscles. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, I'm not a strength coach. I'm not a dietitian. So there's going to be real specific stuff you're probably going to want to ask that I may not have the answer to. Good news okay. is this is a worldwide podcast and we can reach out to experts. So if you get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm having some specific pains or some specific weakness, we can pull in, maybe we'll do like a guest person who can consult, you know, who's a PT or something like that. Yeah. Um, so just spitting out ideas, but so that's, that's some strength to get you started. Real, real basic stuff. Um, then on, uh, you know, the, on Wednesday, you're going to do 25 minutes of cross training. So cross training is anything that is getting your heart rate up, you know, is working your body, but is not putting a lot of strain, a lot of, uh, wear and tear on your running muscles and, and joints and whatnot. So think about like the elliptical, you know, elliptical is getting your heart rate up. It's kind of simulating running, but it's not pounding or cycling, you know, it's getting your heart rate up. It's working out your running muscles, but it's not pounding on the ground. It's giving you a chance to recover. Uh, swimming is another great one. Um, walking is good. Some people like to do yoga, different things. So think about what you like and you can report back next week, but try to do like 25 minutes of it. Rowing is okay. another one. Um, but yeah, and it doesn't have to be 25 minutes straight. Maybe you do two minutes of rowing and you take a minute break and then you do two more minutes or something. Just kind of try to get a consistent 25 minutes or so of cross training. Okay, perfect. All right. Now Thursday is going to be same as Monday. Just do a mile, two to one ratio, walk for two minutes or run for two minutes, walk for one minute. And okay. Friday, this is going to be an optional rest day or 25 minutes cross training. And okay. then Saturday, two miles. So you're instead of the one mile run, you're going to do two miles. Um, you don't have to do walk run. If you're at the point you're like, you know what? I don't need to do this anymore. Like I can run straight through two miles. Great. Do it, but go slow. Um, okay. jog until you feel like out of breath or you're tired. Walk. You can, but the, the whole point here is just get to the two miles. doesn't matter the pace. We just need to kind of get to that new level of, okay. of two miles. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And Great. then Sunday you'll rest. So that's your first week. So, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's starting off really light, you know, not super long workouts, but we're just getting used to the consistency and yeah. we're going to build slowly over time uh, as we go through. Yeah. I think that'll be perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. I do have a question. Yeah. Um, so like, as I said at the beginning, um, I did a lot of stretching this week just with my like weird hip thing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do you have, is there a recommendation for like 
as we keep going, should I just be stretching every day, multiple times a day? Is it recommended to stretch before runs, after runs? Just what are the general um, recommendations with stretching? Yeah, so there's two types of stretching. There's dynamic stretching and there's static stretching. Okay, Okay. so dynamic is something like arm circles or arm swings. You see what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, like that, that kind of motion. It's not like you're holding something. Like movement. Movement. Or like um, you're kicking one leg forward and then back forward and swinging your legs. Right. Or, um, you know, kind of just getting your body to a point where you're, where you're moving it kind of stretching, but, but it's dynamic. That's where that name comes from. Uh, Static stretching is, is like holding a stretch for 20 seconds, 30 seconds or whatever. Most people you talk to, I would say probably like almost everyone who's an expert in, and again, I'm not like a strength expert or like a physical therapist type person, but you talk to any one of them and they'll tell you, don't do static stretching before you run. Do dynamic Before, stretching. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you would just turn on like the Boston Marathon or any marathon and you watch these elite runners, they're not standing there grabbing their toes. Like they're not static stretching. They're doing dynamic stuff. They're doing like the little, I don't even know what they're called, but where they kind of swoop down and do like a like a J motion, you know, with their arms. Yes. Down yeah, I've You've seen, seen that. that right? And yeah. like the like high knees bouncing things. High knees, and... Exactly. That's okay. Like, that's like dynamic stretching. Um, so static stretching, certainly you can do after you run. Um, some people will argue, look, you don't even need to stretch. It's like, it's overrated. It's not going to make a difference. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't do a lot of stretching. Um, but when I go to the physical therapist, they stretch me out and I tend to feel better. So I probably (laughs) should stretch more. So I'll say if you're going to stretch, do it after your runs, um, do it to where it feels good good but you're not like pulling a muscle and if we need to get more specific into it we can try to pull someone on but uh, I would say just do what feels good at this point don't stress about stretching um and and again don't do like static stretching before your runs okay that's really helpful I know that the stretching has made me um feel a lot better this week just Good. like with, I, yeah, I, and again, I don't know what happened, like, but it just felt weird and the stretching has helped. Um, okay. But that's really good information because I wasn't sure about the stretching before runs or, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and, and while we're talking about stretching and warm ups and all that, like before you do your runs, it is good to do some type of dynamic stretching um, or, or exercise before you jump straight into running. What I typically will do is a little bit, a little bit of walking. So I'll walk for like 30 seconds to a minute and then I'll do like some dynamic stuff and then I'll start a really slow jog. Um, I almost never just walk out my door and start running and just start, because yeah. I've learned over the years that it just, I need to warm up my body. So, um, and I'm getting older, so, you know, <laughs> body's not as, uh, as agile as it once was. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling that too. <laughs> Yeah, like I sleep wrong and then I'm regretting it the whole the whole next day. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So hopefully this gives you enough to get started. And I guess do you have any other questions? Uh, No, you've answered. I'm pretty sure you've answered all my questions. Okay. Today, yeah. Cool. So yeah. Let's let's jump in. You know, tell me how it goes uh, when we do our next episode. If you have questions throughout the week, just 
feel free to text me, call me. Um, but, but yeah, I think this will be fun for everyone to hear and, and then you can report back and see how it went and we'll adjust as we go. I've got kind of a tentative plan for what I think it should look like over the next 17 weeks, but okay. that can certainly change based on what you're feeling and how you're progressing. You know, you may be at a point where, Hey, two miles is way too easy. I, I need to do four. Um, or you might say, Hey, that was a little too much and let's scale it back and let's build a little bit. Let's take a little bit longer to build up to it. So, and, and this plan has you running three days a week right now, as we get into it, we may shift some of those cross training exercise, uh, you know, one of those cross training days or that strength day and add some miles into it, you know? So we might say, okay, now you're going to run four days a week and we may even get up to five days a week. Although I suspect we're going to stick between three and four days a week. Okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. Well, good luck. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Wait, really quickly. Can I just say, um, you, Harrison, you shared with me some messages that listeners sent to you. Oh, yeah. And just like it, encouraging and excited about this. And I'm just like so grateful <laughs> for those people. Um, so I just wanted to say like thank you to them. And um, is that okay? <laughs> yeah, to- totally. We and had- can I do can I do a quick shout out? Hopefully she won't mind. Yeah. But um, Kate, that message that Caitlin from New Zealand sent you, I just love. She for anyone else, she um, said that she loves running, but she doesn't really have the time or um, has not really wanted to get into it yet. But she is now thinking about it and excited about it. And you know, go for it, Caitlin. I think that's awesome and. You're right there with, I'm right there with you. I just like, I love this, like reading all the messages from people. It was so yeah. nice of, of people to send messages in. It's so much fun to see and I'll keep sending those your way. And and for everyone listening, like if you want to send something to Kayla, obviously you can reach out to her at, remind me, at yes. Kayla Roten, right? Kayla, <laughs> yeah, Kayla Roten on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or send it to me uh, at Crummy Marathoners and I'll get it over to her um it's super encouraging for everybody involved in the process and we'd love to hear from you yes definitely awesome well thanks again and we'll chat with you next week yeah thank you harrison i'm excited too all right we'll talk to you later have a good week you too bye bye hey if you're still here and uh if you're listening on spotify or apple if you could please give us a five-star review and subscribe it goes a long way and it helps other listeners find our podcast thanks guys follow us on instagram at crummy marathoners we'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have also don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out and please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K.